Welcome back to another episode of the No Easy Way Out podcast. My name is Tony Nash, and we are coming to you as always from the Woodworth Building in beautiful downtown Owasso, home to my company, AZ Business Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. I'm excited about my guest today. We're, I'm joined by a fellow creative, a fellow sneakerhead, uh, and someone that we've worked with uh, quite a bit here over the last few years, and we're excited to... She's been on the podcast before, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the first of season one, where we yep. were just figuring out how to podcast. Um, well, we're excited to have her back to talk about what she's up to today, and that is Nicole Genro. Nicole, welcome to the show. Hi. Good to have you back. Good to be back. It's fun. Yeah. How are things in, in Nicole world? Busy. Busy? Busy. Got a big expansion coming up, which we'll yes. talk about today, and yes. we're excited to, to hear more about that. So you are the owner of Details and Daydreams Photography. Yes. Did I say all that yes. properly? Correct? You got it. Okay. So tell our audience a little bit about you, and then we'll get into what Details and Daydreams is. Uh about me. Um, my name is Nicole. I have been doing Hi, photography Nicole. for 12 years now. 11. 11. This is my 11th year in business. Um, I call it my happy accident because it was yeah. definitely not what I went to school for. I went to school for marketing and was second shooting with another photographer. Well, I was helping her with the business side of things and it just kind of happened. And I worked full time for four or five years and then quit that and here we are. Well, and let me just say, because I know you're not allowed to say it, but maybe you could, but I would like to say that you are a phenomenal photographer. Well, thank you. You did my son's senior pictures last year. You've done other things for us. You just have a real eye for it. I know you've worked with some pretty big clients. You got to work with uh, University of Michigan football, yeah. did an ESPN shoot yep. last year. So that was really cool. But how we met was when we were kind of first starting out, we were just moved to the armory and we put out an ad for, was it for a social media? Position? I don't even remember. Yeah. I was I was trying to figure this out last week. So yeah. I was like, how did you and Tony meet? And I was like, honestly, I couldn't tell you. I don't even remember. But yeah, I think that's yeah, my yeah, what I it was. I put out an ad looking for a social media yeah. expert or something. Um, we were at that time, we're managing like almost 80 social media accounts. Yep. So like we need help with this. And then we interviewed you and you kind of had already been doing your business, but we were just exploring options, yeah. what's out there. Midlife crisis. That was like my midlife crisis. We we're like, do I need another job? <laughs> I didn't need another job, but I we just make it look so fun. Yeah, right? for sure. So, so yeah, we, we met, and then I realized I can't afford you. You're, <laughs> you're, you're too good. So, but we determined that like you know we'd have a good working relationship, sure. and we've kind of been able to uh, see each other's journeys along the way. We both have grown a lot over the last few years, our companies. Yeah. So it's exciting to see that happen, and it's always a good time working with you. So. Um, Tell our audience a little bit about details and daydreams, the type of photography you do and, you know, what you prefer to do. Sure. Um, I am a, I call myself a natural light lifestyle photographer, but I shoot around 20 to 30 weddings a year. Um, so with that comes engagements and I, I literally shoot everything, families, newborns. I know some photographers like to niche out and just do maternity and newborn or just do families, but I, my favorite part about this job is the relationship that I make with people. Mm-hmm. I'm at this point. I've been doing it so long that I have clients that I shot their senior pictures and then I did their engagement pictures and I've done their wedding and then I've shot their babies and like. Does that make you feel old? 
yes. Yeah, especially now realizing how young some of these couples getting married are. I mean, I was young when I got married too, but yeah. I'm like, wee. Yeah. I've been in this. I mean, being in this industry for as long as I have, it's. But that's the best part is the relationship that I build and watching families literally grow and change and kids coming back excited to see Miss Nicole and yeah. you know it's just it's it's truly the best part is the, just the relationship and the friends that I've made doing yeah. this. I mean, it's it's been a really big blessing. Yeah. So so you you prefer to to do people photography than I mean do you do much product photography? Um, I do some. I I have a few um clients that I've done like I do. There's a another small business called Wildcrafted Essentials. She's like an organic skincare line. I've done all of her stuff. Um, there's a few other small businesses that I've done stuff for, but people are my jam. Saying, I guess yeah. yeah. So the ideal the ideal setup like is it a wedding? Is it a senior? Is it an engagement? Is it a product like? If you said, I just want to pick, you had to pick one, do you not want to say? I don't think I could. You know? You I like really don't all? think I could. I I mean, I'll never stop shooting weddings. Like, that's a yeah. thing that I'll never stop. I, Granted, I don't know that I can keep shooting 30 weddings a year because it's a lot. That's so a lot. With the I mean, new there's expansion. only 52 weeks a yeah. year, so that means, like, yeah. most of the time you're shooting a yeah. wedding. And, I mean, while, yes, a wedding is one day, the everything that goes into it before, during, and after is just oh, yeah. a lot. So... I'll never stop shooting weddings, but I, the, with the new studio coming, that's kind of where I want to be able to scale back a little bit and be able to focus on other things yeah, more. more. And like I said, weddings will never go anywhere. There just probably won't be 30 a year. Well, we shot one wedding, not photos, video. Mm -hmm. One wedding. It was for a friend. I think Zach shot a few for friends. But after we did one, I was like, we will never do another wedding <laughs> like that. That is a full long day. It's a whole different And there's so world. many moving parts. Yeah. And, you know, the bride is usually like, she knows in her mind what she wants. And right. she's hoping that you know, because if you don't, she's going to tell you. And, yep. Um, and we happened to work with a really great couple. They were nice, but man, it was hot. And I was just like, yeah. who wants to do this? I thrive in chaos. Yeah. And actually after, I think that's, I was having this conversation with a client. Um, I wasn't able to shoot their wedding because I was unavailable, but I did their engagements and then all of their pictures after the fact and we were talking about their wedding day experience and while you're paying for pretty pictures you're also paying for the experience and also mm -hmm. the experience as a whole but also my experience like yeah. at this point i've been doing this for so long that i can anticipate exactly what's going to happen when it's going to happen where it's going to happen right, like right. i you know you know when the sun's coming in right it's going out <laughs> and not only that but like where to be and when and what time we need to be here for what and my sister and I, Haley, who's been second shooting weddings with me for 10 years, are just, we're a well-oiled machine. So. And I'm proud to say that because I've seen other things happen and it's a hot mess. And it's just, that's, yeah. while we're not wedding coordinators, we're basically day of wedding coordinators because <laughs> we're the ones that are with you literally from start to finish. So I mean, you've been to more weddings than most people. So, oh yeah, I've shot, yeah. I think we're over 300 now. So, which is why, <laughs> which that's, is why we've seen it all at that this point. Yeah. Seasoned veterans. Yeah. So then I guess I would ask, who's your ideal customer? Like, who's the person that is looking to come find you? Um, that's tricky. I mean, I guess it's different for each area, but it's someone who truly values what photography is. I mean, there's there's a photographer for everybody. Like, there, there's I, a lot of photographers There's a lot of there. photographers out or there. photographers. Correct, yes. I <laughs> someone mean, with a camera. Yes, but it's somebody who values it as an heirloom or as something that is going to be something for their, their, you know, archive is what my father-in-law says. Like, you know, even if you're not gonna hang out in the wall, it's still for the archive. It's still something for you to look back on. And somebody who values like those little moments, like one of the biggest thing is 
I want to capture those moments that you don't realize you don't want to forget. Right. Especially with like, you know, everybody's so fixated on having that perfect looking at the camera smiling image, which sure is great to hang on the wall. But when you have a two and a four year old, that's not life. Yeah. Like that's not the chaos the that is life. Moments, right. And it's the candid sure. moments of, you know, trying to get them to smile and laugh and have their genuine smile or, you know, when they're at that three to five year old stage where they have that lovely cheesy fake smile trying to break them out of that to get into their like natural smile but you know shooting lifestyle stuff of like capturing a family in their home like in their actual element and remembering little things like that it's it's somebody who values those moments and memories but yeah. also my work and what goes into it yeah. that's not you know it, like i said there's a photographer for everybody and there's a price point for everybody yeah. but it's somebody who realizes what goes into it and and values my work you know what i mean yeah values excellent work yeah i mean when we got our senior pictures for our oldest son mm -hmm. um you know obviously i've seen your work we wanted some very specific we had some really unique so ideas and it was fun he's a big sneakerhead we knew you were a sneakerhead so like she's gonna get why we want to take a picture with a million different sneakers in the background <laughs> she got it so much fun to work with and listen i mean not the most inexpensive photographer out there, sure. but it was worth every penny. Sure. And so that's why I asked that question because I think, you know, people I'd understand is when they work with an expert, you know, we, we have really high end cameras here. We could take photos ourselves, sure. but we decide to hire an expert, someone that knows photography and knows right. the ins and out of it. And there's lots of different types of photography. Sure. And there are people that have really nice smartphones that mm -hmm. call themselves photographers. So there is a range, right? Absolutely. And, and you got to find what's best for you. But for us, we wanted to work with someone that really, really knew what they were going to be able to do and knock it out of the park. So what do you love most about photography? I know you said it wasn't what you, you said your accidental. Yeah, it's my happy accident. Happy accident. Yeah. I said that wrong. But yeah. So what do you love about it? Uh, so the fact that it's my creative outlet, like when COVID happened and I was stuck at home, for weeks on end at one point in life like that sounded like a dream because i was just so busy that i wanted it but after two days i'm like i don't know what to do with myself i'm like i'm taking I'm pictures of my way. kid i like to have that creative outlet is huge for me my brain like being diagnosed with adhd and I'm, now that i'm medicated i'm <laughs> I, I can stay on task but also i need to be busy and creating and doing things and like i said I, I thrive in chaos so like to just sit and do nothing so the creative aspect of it, but also the personal connection that comes with each and every client because everybody's so different to go from, you know, some of the more timid senior boys who are just doing this for mom right. to the two-year-old who needs you to say poop to make them smile to, you know right. what I mean? To, so it's, it's the personal connection, but also the creative outlet that, you know, keeps me, but then also sitting down and editing to slow down and mellow out. It's just, it's literally the perfect yeah, and you, to be able to be as busy as you are. I mean, I, I thought I was a hustler, but I, mean, I see I follow you on Instagram, and you're always at a shoot, and then you're yeah. up, up till 3 a.m. editing. And yeah. You have to really love what you do, and that really, when we've worked with you, it comes through. Like, you really enjoy it. Never Thank have you. we felt like, oh, I got another one of these shoots to do. You seem to really yeah. enjoy each one. Um, and then the, the, the speed of the turnaround. I mean, you took, uh, you know, we'll just go back to Micah's senior pictures. You took those in an evening, and, like, that night we had, like, a dozen pictures to yeah. look at and they were fully edited i'm like holy yeah. cow that's amazing i mean after we had the whole package in like two days yeah after, that's kind of how i've built my business is on my turnaround but after doing this for so long i've got my editing style kind of down to a science what usually takes me the longest is going through however many images i took that night but it's also more for my mental health yeah if i'm doing 15 sessions a week and 
those build up two weeks in a row of 15 sessions and only getting so many done, knowing that I have that many sessions in the queue to edit, just, yeah. you know, so, um, when people ask when do you sleep, I usually say between two and 6am. That's, <laughs> that's, it. that's, that's it. it. But it, the life of an entrepreneur. Yeah. But like I said, I, when you love it, it doesn't seem like no, work. I mean, there no. are times where it's like, yeah. this is just work. And, but like for the majority of the time, if you love what you're doing, for sure, it's, it's not that difficult to get through it. And there are points where I'm like, Oh, another shoot. And I'm like, Nope, you can't do that. Like you, one, they don't deserve that. And two, like, this is like, you know, you see people or hear people make the comment of like, you know, you're, you are where you dreamed of being five years ago. And that's mm -hmm. exactly it. Like I am far beyond where I ever could have imagined I'd be with this. And yeah. it's a true blessing to actually be doing this. So like, while it might seem like just another shoot to them, it's exciting and important it's and it's, 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 a, it's something moment. big for them. So I need to step outside of my, you know, little negative headspace I got going on and realize like, it's about them. Yep. Now, that's an interesting thing about entrepreneurship. I mean, it seems like so many people want to be an entrepreneur today. Sure. And I think it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. But everybody is not an entrepreneur. No. And when you have to have that extra gear of drive to push into or that extra level, that next wind of energy to go, yep. that's where the passion comes in. Like if you're not passionate about what you're doing, there are a lot of ways to make money. Yeah. But if you're in something just to make money, you're, right. It's going to get old. There's not enough money to make misery worth it. Correct. That's a good quote. There's yeah. not enough money to make misery worth it, right? And that's, I just I think, made it up, but I think it's good. I, I, but. I, and it's, it's spot on, <laughs> but that's, I think, especially with this industry, cameras are so easily accessible now. Like they're not, it's not that expensive to get, you know, an entry level Canon camera. So for people to see, oh, that's easy money. Like that's easy $100. Sure. Right. But then what? Like, I think that's a lot of the reason why a lot of people in this industry don't make it past that five-year mark because it either gets to be a lot and you can't keep up or they start it just because like, oh, that, well, that's easy money. Yeah. You get bored with it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, if you're, if you're watching and you're, and you're considering entrepreneurship, I think it's the greatest thing in the world. Absolutely. Be but that's because I am an entrepreneur. Right. And I've seen a lot of people get into it that thought they wanted that and realized it. And that's okay too. Sure. But there is no such thing as easy money when it no. comes to being an entrepreneur. No. It's work. It's yeah. work. But when you're doing something you love, it doesn't seem like work. Right. Well, I know you've got a big expansion. So let's tell the audience about what's going on with details and daydreams today and the new expansion that's happening. What do you want people to know? Um, working on a new studio on, um, I'm in, I guess it's a Flushing address, but I'm between Flushing and Montrose and we have 10 acres. So like 90% of my oh. sessions outdoors are at my house. Um, it's my favorite place to shoot. My husband has done a incredible job literally curating yeah, our yard awesome. to do to, to be he seems like a good sport he's always he, building something yeah. new for you yeah you he out with it. that's awesome is uh, i could not do this without because my level of crazy sometimes is right out there but he just <laughs> rolls with it and i i went we talked about building a new studio this year and then COVID happened and prices skyrocketed and i was like well nope never mind and then this like new building came about and within a matter of a month or two, we decided to do it. And he immediately jumped on board and has the few days that he does have off, he's been working on that for me. And it's been cold and it's been, you know, a lot of work and I'm forever grateful, but he has curated our yard with planting wildflowers and planting sunflowers and, you know, planting trees and moving things around and yeah. helping me build Christmas sets. So it's, he's truly helped you know, curate our property to be exactly what I need it to be so I can shoot there. I know where light's good. I know what spots work at what times. Like it's just, instead of going and wandering aimlessly around a park somewhere, I know how to do it and make it efficient. So that yeah. way 
I mean, I tell people I shoot fast anyways, which you've experienced. I, that's just how I shoot. But most kids don't have more than 15 minutes in it and in them. And honestly, most men don't either. Yeah. <laughs> so usually those, those grumpy husbands who don't want to be there appreciate the 15 minutes of yeah. me knocking it out and then still having yeah. hundred images to choose from. So yeah. it's just, that's awesome. Well, you know, I, I think for me, um, I just, I just lost my train of thought. I was thinking about something that you had said. Oh, I know what it was going to be. Your husband. Yes. I know social media is like a microcosm of someone's yeah. life, but it really seems to me as a, as a father of three girls, mm-hmm. I also have three sons. He seems like a great dad. And yes. it seems like your little girl just absolutely adores him. <laughs> when does. I go to weddings, which is not my favorite thing to do, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Once you've been married for 20 years, like, yeah. going to weddings is like, do we have to go to another one of these yeah. things? It just equals a gift, right? Right, <laughs> that, basically. That's, yeah. how I, that's the yeah. lowest common denominator. Um, but when I'm going to the wedding, like most people are watching the bride. Uh-huh. And since I was young, the first thing, I look over at the dad. Yep. Because like, I, I always think of the day I got to walk my daughter down the aisle is going to be uh-huh. brutal. No matter how much uh-huh. I like the guy. So I always look at the dad. So seeing how your husband interacts with your daughter, I just think it's really cool. They yeah. seem to be tight. And I, I like yeah. that. I yeah. I, it's, um, he'll get home from work in the morning and she's before school. Let's wrestle. Let's wrestle. And that's just. He's they, always game. Yeah. Always. And those yeah. moments go so quick. They, they do. I mean, we were looking back on videos of her at like two years old the other day playing basketball in our living room. And it's just like, where did the, t- where did the time yeah. go? And I'll say that to clients. I'll shoot their newborn pictures and they'll come back for one year. And I'm like, fastest year of your life. And like, we have no idea where the year went. And I was yeah. like, welcome to be a mega parent. Well, try it, having six. I yeah. mean, it's like you <laughs> yeah. just miss things, you know, yeah. you can't keep up with all of them. But yeah. no, I really, I really appreciate that. Well, one of the things we always do is we send a questionnaire mm-hmm. ahead of time, mm-hmm. you know, with lots of time in advance for you to answer <laughs> yeah. these questions, really think through your answers. Yeah. Uh, I think you got them yesterday. Yeah. Um, but just to kind of get to know a little bit about the person. Sure. You know, we... We see the entrepreneur, we see the social media presence, maybe someone watching has worked with you, and, sure. but maybe a lot of people don't know the person, Nicole, and so we're just going to, we're going to do a deep dive here and get to know oh. a little bit about you. Okay, great. So, so you do a lot of travel. I do. Mostly for shoots. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's a vacation, but it's like a work. Camera's a always work, there. A yeah. workation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I thought this was interesting, the favorite place you've ever been, there's a lot of places to choose from, but you said St. Lucia. So what do you love about St. Lucia? Um, St. Lucia was my very first destination wedding. Uh, and I will truly 100% say that I manifested the crap out of that trip. Um, <laughs> I made a vision board in February, maybe. I sat down and made this big list, and there was a specific picture of a couple standing like overlooking a cliff with the ocean. And I hadn't, I mean, I'd shot weddings out like different places, but never out of the country at this point. And I was literally in the grocery store and ran into a lady and was talking to her about her son's wedding. And they were getting married in May in St. Lucia and they were trying to figure out the photographer situation. And long story short, I ended up booking my first destination wedding. And to be able to travel one that far for my very first wedding into like this tiny little island where you know, we flew into this tiny little airport and we were in the very back of the plane and I'll never forget, we, they <laughs> let us out the back down the stairs and we hit the ground and the guy said, welcome to paradise. And that's exactly what it was like driving through this little island that's so underdeveloped and just like seeing the way that they live and then getting to this big, pretty resort. But simple then, life. Yeah. And then shooting a wedding and being able to do what I love mm. and still being able to kind of make a mini vacation out of it. It was just, it was a blessing and it was just. I mean, it was, it was the place, but also the experience and what all came with it. And then from there, I've been Mexico and I did a Disney wedding this year. Yeah. And um, 
I'm going to Ireland next year. So that's just, wow. yeah. It's, I, I've always wanted to go to Ireland. Well, we get to see the highlight reel. And we sure, see, oh, oh, for We don't sure. get to see you crammed in the back of a little Cessna puddle jumper yeah. with your, your equipment Correct. all over you. So yeah. there is some work involved. Always, There is yeah. some work involved, but it's, it's nice work to do. Uh, and I think that's a reflection of the quality of work you provide. I mean, if someone's going to take on the expense of taking you along with them sure. at this destination wedding, they know that you're going to deliver something mm -hmm. you sure. know, really high level. So a random fact about you, you said, this was an interesting one, you said you fell 20 feet out of a tree stand. Yeah. I often say like, you know, and I'm, I'm not really afraid of heights. I feel like the older I get, the more I am afraid of heights. Sure. I never used to be, but now like I step next to, the, I look over the side of a building and I just, like I get that queasy uh -huh. stuff. Never used to happen, but I always say like, if I fall high, I want it to be high enough to kill me because <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. want to just be in pain. Yeah. So 20 feet is pretty high. Yeah. So tell me how this happened. Uh, it was opening weekend of deer season. It was 13 years ago now. And honestly, uh, well, I, f I fell, I fractured my pelvis into a whole bunch of pieces and Ouch. fractured my jaw. Um, and while, yes, it was horrible for me, my husband was actually at the bottom of the tree and watched the whole thing happen. So I truly think it was worse for him. But... I doubt it. If it wasn't, well, <laughs> if it wasn't for his quick thinking, I'm not really sure what would have happened because yeah. we were a mile off the road, 100 yards up in the woods, um, very little cell signal at that point. So oh he thought fast. It was, it was a whole thing. So we ended up being taken to, this happened up north, um, taken to one hospital, airlifted to another, had to learn how to walk. It was, I mean, thankfully at that point I was, what, 20, 20, 21, 20, I think, and I was in the best shape of my life. So I think that worked in my favor, but... Wow. Yeah, 10 out of 10 don't recommend. Yeah, I, I not, can imagine. Not ideal. So, like, what kind of, do uh, you like in a body cast or like what kind of. No, they did what nothing. Did they do for that was part of the problem. Um, hospital issues was they sent me to Hurley, and when I left, they sent me home with Vicodin, and that was it. And like, <laughs> the doctor, the orthopedic doctor was like, Sheesh. please get another opinion, please. So yeah. then it took us talking to my family doctor who got me a referral to another doctor who referred me to the chief of orthopedic surgery at U of M. And he was like, well, we should do surgery, but everything's healed now in three weeks. We'll have to rebreak everything. Yeah. And so they said, well, we'll just, I mean, I, the only surgery I had was on my jaw because I had a maglite in my mouth when I fell. No, great. And let me say, I had, I had a harness on. I was, it wasn't hooked in yet. Like I was just climbing up. It wasn't hooked in yet. Um, but I had a maglite in my mouth and that hit the climbing sticks. And so this part of my jaw, like the first thing that I did, I hit the ground and I was like, honey, my teeth, cause they were like straight out. So I shoved those back in Ugh. and that's the only thing I had my surgery goodness. on and then the only scar, outward scar that I have is this tiny little scar right here. So this tattoo is for AJ because if it weren't for him, I like, who knows how long I would have laid. Oh, well, good job, AJ. Way, yeah, to, way to act quickly. You <laughs> saved your wife's life. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm sure it was horrible for him. It, I'm not, yeah. I mean, I can imagine seeing my wife, you know, that's, yeah. it, you know, I've had, you know, whenever I've had things happen to me, it just, it happens, you deal with it. But like when you see something happen to your child or to a loved one, it's always like so much more traumatic yeah, because sure. you want to just take it from them. Yep. So I always like this question, stranded on a desert island, you mm -hmm. get one CD forever. Mm -hmm. We've had people try to cheat and say they want Spotify or whatever. You can't yeah, do that, right? No. It's a CD. And you just put Miranda Lambert. Uh, literally any of her CDs So, so just, it's just like the best of Miranda Lambert? Sure. Is there a specific CD? It, it could be any of them because I, I could sing every single one of her songs with... But forever? Forever. Like Miranda, forever. you know, she's got a good voice. A little twang. It doesn't matter. You know? I, forever. Little, my sister and I went to her concert this summer, and it was probably my top five best days of my life. It was so much fun. <laughs> I've seen her multiple times, but she's just one of those people that I can listen to over and over again. Now you ask You'd my have kid. To. Yeah. You ask my kid that question, it would be Dolly Parton all day long. Yeah. So if you can see where our music. Uh, Dolly's lies. even more twang. Yeah. Dolly's even more twang. All right. So uh, totally irrational fear you have. 
you said of being late. Well, that, yeah, that, and I, did I put flags down? Oh, you did. Large flags. That was separate. Large yeah, flags yeah, and, and being, being late. late. Yeah. Uh, so fun. This one was, I get made fun of this for all the time, but when I was little, we would go to the Bertrand outlets because I don't live far from there. And I'll never forget. There was one flag in the back by like Route 21 where it used to be. And this flag was so big. It was literally bigger than the parking lot. And seeing something that big up in the air just... I, I don't know. It, is, it literally has terrified me. What are you now, afraid is going to happen? I have no idea. It's but it literally makes or... yeah, it literally makes my skin crawl and just freaks me right out. So even now, my daughter will tease me about it because we'll go somewhere. She's like, Mom, look how big that flag is. And I'm like, can, can we not? Don't make me look. Don't yeah, make me look. Can we not? I've never heard that one. Yeah, no. That, most that, people haven't. It's there's just, probably not even a name for that fear. Probably We not. should make it's, something uh, up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just something that big up in the air like that. Just, yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm nothing if not creative in my... Yeah, that's interesting. But also, is... but also being late. I, if I'm not at least 10 minutes early, the amount of times that I will spend sitting in a parking lot or driving on a block before I get to somebody's house for a session or like sitting in my studio for 15 minutes is hilarious. Yeah, you texted me this morning that you were just sitting out <laughs> in your car working. Just let me know when you want me to come up. And yeah. I'm like, you come up, whatever. But yeah. it's funny because I have a, a totally irrational fear of being, on t- of being early. Not necessarily being on time, but being early. And this is weird. Because, like, if we're late for something, my wife is, she's just stressed out. Yeah. My, some of my kids are stressed out, and yeah. I'm just like, it's fine. We're going to get there. We'll make an entrance, you know? Um, but when I feel stress, like, it's when I know I'm going to be there, like, 10 minutes early, and I feel like, what am I going to do for that 10 oh, minutes? No like, way. am I going to have to talk no. to a bunch of people? Like, yeah. And I'm a people person, but... Or like, I feel like, and I think this may be a reflection of having my schedule packed a little too tight. Sure. But I'm like, I'm wasting 10 minutes. I could be yeah. working on something else, right? You know? Yeah. So like, <laughs> I'm perpetually late for everything, which I right. realize is not a good thing. <laughs> it's a yeah. character flaw. I get, I, you know, people said, you don't value other people's time. And it's not as deep as that really, folks. Like, sure. it's literally just like, I'm worried that I'm wasting time. Sure. And that's, you know, probably, yeah. like I said, a reflection. I need to loosen up the schedule a little bit. But... All right, so favorite movie or TV show? You put that 70s show? Yep. I don't know if I've ever seen an episode of that. I mean, it's not the most family-friendly show of all time, but, like, <laughs> it's just one of those shows that my husband and I have watched over and over. I mean, he has all the DVDs that we've watched really? where they took it off TV, and now that it's on, is that in Peacock, I think? That's where we watch it, but that's, like, our... I mean, I like Ashton Kutcher. He's yeah. funny, so... It's just one of those I just shows that, that I've it's ever just, like thought to sit down and watch. It. It's just one of those shows that's like an easy watch and it's hilarious. And like no matter how many times I've seen the episodes, I still laugh. Like that's my sister with Friends. She'll watch Friends every single day for the rest of her life, and <laughs> I can't. She's like, I don't understand how you can't get into it. I'm like, well, I don't understand how you can't get into that '70s show. Yeah. So it's just a. That's me with Seinfeld. Sure. Like, I mean, sometimes I'll be sitting in here working and I'll just throw Seinfeld yeah. on, and I've seen every episode a million times, but I love the show. Yep. I think it's hilarious, and I could be that way with The Office as well. But Seinfeld is my go-to. Um, okay, if you had one last meal, <laughs> what would you eat? You put <laughs> nachos and mashed potatoes with champagne and caramel apples for dessert. Uh-huh. I mean, this is a pregnant woman's <laughs> dessert. It's like, all of meal. my favorite like, what, things at one time. It's just yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> none of that goes together. Uh, sure, it does. Nachos and mashed potatoes. I mean, why not? I mean, the <laughs> 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 the potatoes have gravy. Uh, no, just butter. Just butter. I mean, they could have gravy, but I'd be fine with just butter. Champagne is my drink of choice. Like that's, I will drink champagne every day if I could. (laughs) Call me bougie. Certain brand. 
Crystal, nope. you're going for the, the I mean, expensive I'm stuff? I'm not mad about the expensive <laughs> stuff, but I will drink the 15 bottle of champagne all day long and not complain. All right, all right. And then a caramel apple. I love caramel apples. But this caramel is just in such general. A, this is just a... Uh, eclectic. A yeah. eclectic yeah. meal here. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. one last meal, this is what you're ordering. Yep. You're getting ready to go on the electric chair tomorrow. Yep. And you're calling in nachos, mashed potatoes, caramel apple. Now, you ever been to a Kilwins? Yeah. Kilwins has this... Um, it's a car. It's an apple pie, caramel apple. Yep. So it's a. You've had it. I, I, I think I've had theirs. I've had there's a local candy maker that's in New Lothrop. It's Mulcahy's, and they do like a ton of corporate stuff. But yeah. they, she makes these caramel. Their family's been doing candy for years, but they make caramel apples, and I will go to her house and pick them up, and I will order four of them, and I yeah. will not share. I will cut them up and really? eat them by myself I in the bathroom if I have to. I will not share. But I don't like all caramel apples. But just I do. the apple pie ones. That's the only kind that I love. Yeah, that's the only kind I love. Yeah. Like, so it's it's the caramel with a white chocolate over it, and then cinnamon sugar on it. Yeah, it's hers it's doesn't fun. have the white chocolate. Hers is just caramel with the cinnamon sugar on the bottom. On the bottom, and you got to try one with the white chocolate. I, too. It just, I have. I am a white chocolate takes, fiend. I do love white chocolate. It takes it up a notch. Yep. It's no mashed potatoes and nachos, but I mean, it's really really good. Any job in the world, the one you have, so that's yep. pretty easy. We we, we, yeah. we knew that in the first five minutes yeah. of talking to you today. Um, if Hollywood made a movie about your life, who would you like to see cast you? You put Danielle Fischel. Danielle Fischel. Which I know who that is, but let's, yeah. let's tell the audience in case they don't know. Um, Boy Meets World. Topanga from Boy Meets World. Mm -hmm. The girl that plays to Topanga. I used to get that all the time as a kid that I looked just like her. And I, I actually... I can see it. I sent a screenshot of this to my sister and said, help. Because I don't like a few of these questions. I was like, I don't even know how to answer. You know me better than I know me, so please help. And she <laughs> answered that one instantly. I was like, yep. What's Topanga up to today? Does anyone know? Um, well, they did uh, Girl Meets World. So they did a spinoff oh, really? of Boy Meets World of like Topanga and Corey's daughter. And she was in that. And I think she's still been in some movies. So they got married? Yeah. Did they get married in the show? Like the originals? I used to watch that show a lot. I think so. I think Corey they got married Topanga at the very end. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations, Corey and <laughs> You should have hired Nicole to do your wedding photos. They would have been memorable. They would have been more memorable. Um, all right. What is your proudest moment or achievement you put here? So many things. You could, yeah. I I'll can't just pick. let you go through them. I couldn't even pick. Um, I don't even remember what I'll put down. I think being married for Michigan 12 years. Michigan football, Sports yep. Illustrated. Yep, shooting for Sports Illustrated. Um, that was really this year we got to shoot with um, J.J. McCarthy, Andrew Anthony, and Donovan Edwards. Um, that was awesome. It was amazing. And... It was just the coolest experience in general to like see kids that you watch play football, especially on such a large scale, but to meet them and realize how like they're just kids. They're like kids, they're, they're, they're just yeah. kids. They're like, you know, we put them on this big pedestal and like have all these things to say about how they play, but they're just kids. And they were so down school. to earth. Yeah. yeah. So down to earth, just the sweetest souls. And it was just so great to like see them be interviewed, how they responded, how they reacted and, and how they were with all of us was, it was just, it was a very cool experience. So that um being married for 12 years i feel like is something i'm super proud of i mean especially being in the wedding industry it's i had a really time. good run there so you said 12 years yeah and your accident was 12 13 years so, ago so you guys weren't married yet no he was my fiance at the time he thought you might be an invalid and he's still married <laughs> yeah. that's, that's yeah. amazing yeah it was pretty impressive <laughs> um just my business in general i yeah. mean being being in this industry for this long um I'm super proud of because I've watched a lot of people come and go yeah. and I've watched a, and it just, it evolves and changes so much. So to be able to kind of still stay relevant, I guess, through Absolutely. all the changes. Um, we've only been here for seven years and we've seen photographers come and go. We've sure. worked with a lot of different photographers and we've seen, you know, 
their their life changes, seasons sure. change, and they just they don't, you know they let it go. I don't want to say they don't stick with it. They <laughs> yeah. just move on to other things. But right. to do anything you know in business for 11, 10, 11 years is absolutely impress- impressive, and you should be proud of that. Um, and then yeah, I like what you said about the the Michigan football players. Like we watch them on Saturday, mm-hmm. and we're just yelling at the screen, and we're yeah. like, why can't you run the ball? Why can't you pass right. the ball? And like they're just kids. Like they're, yeah, they're literally to, just to kids. Handle all that pressure for sure in that huge stadium. It's pretty amazing for sure. And I mean, we, I mean, our family is a huge Michigan football fan, so like we have mostly positive things to say. But to then also go back to the social media side of things, and well, for every you know five good things, there's. 50 bad things that people have to say like to, to for sure there's just so much more to it than there ever used to be and you know absolutely it was just cool to see how humble and level-headed they still were despite it all you yeah, know social media has just made people so brave to say whatever they want keyboard to say. warriors yeah, absolutely i wouldn't say brave but you yeah know, you know what yeah. i'm trying to say so one wish besides unlimited wishes you said to move to a big <laughs> piece of land up north i love it up north yeah it's amazing how many guests we have on here that talk about like either their favorite place they've ever been is northern Michigan yeah. or a place they'd want to go. It really is a beautiful place yeah. to be. Even this time of year, it's freezing up there, yep. but it's really cool. Um, but near the water with family, closest friends to raise our babes. Yeah, all of our kids. And live freely. Yeah, I mean. Are there going to be more babes? No. No? No more babes. I mean, if you decide to have another babe, mm-hmm. you, you have a you have a free pass to have all the nachos and mashed potatoes. This you is want. true. I don't need a pass for that. No, you I, just do it. I just do it. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a, our close friend group. There's my best friend Carly and Jordan and my sister. And if we could, you know, just move up north somewhere and someday, some you know, just not so much maybe live off the land, but not live off the land, but just yeah. you know. You still, yeah, because you can't get nachos off the land. I, I mean, not necessarily, <laughs> but. Can, even caramel apples would be tough. You can get apples, but like, if yeah, you want to add these treats, you're going to have to be, you have to go off the land yeah. a little bit. You <laughs> yeah. have to go to Meyer. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like full live on the land type situation, right. but like yeah. away from the nonsense Where and you all of that. you have to grow your own champagne. Yes, correct. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we talked about the, the Sports Illustrated. I said mm-hmm. ESPN earlier. That's my bad. Mm-hmm. You know, but Sports Illustrated. Um, you said that we were talking earlier that, um, one of your favorite pairs of Jordans mm-hmm. that you brought. We're going to talk about sneakers now because yes. we're both sneakers. I asked yeah. you to bring your three favorite pairs. Mm-hmm. I brought five because I couldn't <laughs> narrow it down. Understood. Your collection's so a lot larger than mine. We'll, we'll, show, we'll show. I've been collecting for a long time, so but we'll show these off today. But you said one of these pairs is the first time you ever wore them mm-hmm. was to the Sports was Illustrated to that shoot. shoot. Yep. So that's what they'll forever be associated with. So before we show our favorite sneakers to our audience, okay. um, what do you love about sneakers? There's well, one, obviously comfort. I, yeah. while I'm dressed up-ish today, I'm either dressed up entirely for weddings or I'm in straight loungewear and leggings because yeah. I'm crawling around the floor taking pictures of babies and kids. So while I'm wearing black leggings and a black sweatshirt, I can still have my pop of color and fun and still show my personality with my shoes yeah. and still be comfortable. And they're just a statement. Yeah. And, I, and I love that. That's awesome. No, I've, I've was a big basketball. I'm still a big basketball fan. Sure. Was a good player at one point. I can't play anymore. Now I coach. I have kids that play. Um, but I've always liked Jordans. Just, I wasn't yeah. even a big Michael Jordan fan when he played because, you know, I was a Pistons fan. And if you sure. were a Pistons fan, you hated Michael Jordan. But I always liked his sneakers. Yeah. I wore his sneakers when I played basketball. It's my kids now. Some of the sneakers that I wore to play basketball and just yeah. destroy them on the basketball. Like, you yeah. wore those? Like, you know how much yeah. those would be worth today? I'm like, yeah, I know. It's like when my dad told me, he used to use his baseball cards for mufflers, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like those cards would be worth millions yeah. to their hundreds of thousands. And so 
I'm sure I had some shoes that would be right. know, incredibly valuable. But so I kind of got back into it though, because I have two sons that are really into basketball and into sneakers yep. and we're all the same size. So we just started collecting just a fun hobby, you know, something I enjoy to do with my sons. We go to sneaker shows. I have, I think between the three of us, we have well over a hundred pairs, but we don't wear all of them. Sure. You got to see some of the collection when Micah did his yep. the senior pictures. Yep. So I think we should just, you know, show, show we'll go one at a time. That works. I don't well, have these in any I, particular order. I started collecting shoes more because I, plants are my thing. Plants are still my thing. Oh yes, you are a big But I ran person. out of, I mean, having 115 plants in my house, I've run out of room for plants and I can make more room for shoes and yeah. shoes. So between the two, I, uh, I showed you some racks that I just bought for my yeah. shoes. I mean, it's, it's an inexpensive way. Yeah. We have this like man cave that we're working on that will eventually have like some cool shelving to house our sure. shoes, but that's a good option for now. Keep some off the floor. Yeah, mine so, are all on my bookshelf. My why office. don't you go first? What pair you got here? Oh, these, these, these bad boys oh, are my look fave. look at that. Those are, those are shiny. They are shiny. Those I think I shiny. wore these for Micah's shoot, actually. Yes, I did. I yeah. These Sorry. are just, red's like my power color. Like yeah. It's just my, like, I just feel like a boss when I wear red. And <laughs> these shoes are just, just loud and fun. And I mean, how do you have no creases? Like, that's what I don't understand. Honestly, I don't know because I crouch down to shoot all the time you and do. I wear these all the time and I don't. The day you were shooting honestly, Micah's, no. I was watching you crouch down and I was cringing because I'm like, those are just, <laughs> just creep, but those are like yeah, perfect condition. Tell. We cleaned them up a little bit for you yeah, today. And I appreciate but that. Yeah, those are pretty sweet. I could never pull those off. That's definitely. They're a little amazing. loud. Yeah, but a little works. loud for me. But I like the Jordan one. It's one of my favorite Jordans. I got here. Um, let's see what I got first here. Oh, these are the Jordan threes. Oh, those are fun. These are, these are one of my favorite Jordans. I think in the hierarchy, my favorite is the Jordan 11, then the Jordan three, Jordan fours and the Jordan ones. These are the Jordan 3s, a classic fire red. It's just a it's just a good looking shoe. You can wear it with just about anything. Yeah. Um, it's casual, you know, it's comfortable. You yeah, could totally really wear like those with jeans, but you could also throw them on with a suit and it would still work. Yeah, put on with a suit, put on with some joggers. So it's a very versatile shoe. And it doesn't hundred percent look like a basketball shoe. Right. You know, it's got a little yeah. bit of it's a little it's a clean shoe. It's a so, clean shoe. Also, fun fact on the whole Jordan situation. Yes. Twenty-three is like our family number. Because okay. we got married on the 23rd, Presley was born on the 23rd, we closed on our house on the 23rd, we got our dog on the 23rd, pretty sure we actually got our cat on the 23rd, like everything big, like the very first school that I spoke at for the Clarity Concept was on the 23rd, everything big always happens on 23, so it's just kind of fitting, and also yeah. like my tattoo here is my 23 in my husband's writing, just because it's just been... Our number, so. You know that mine is 24. Okay. I was born on the 24. I have so many significant things. That's right. I had my first kid when I was 24. Yeah. I mean, so many significant things in my life. It's always been that number. Okay, let's see what you got next here. Number two. These are the, these are my, these are my Michigan football some shoes. More, some pink, those are the ones you wore to the Sports <laughs> Illustrated Yeah, these are the ones that I wore to the Sports Illustrated Yeah, those are shoes. sweet. Yeah, these, those and are sweet. I don't think I've ever wore these out without somebody being like, hey, sweet shoes. They're just, yeah, they're. Yeah, those are awesome. These are my fave. The, the thing that's, that's, uh, nice for you is you can actually wear a youth boy size a youth boy se size se so seven, you save seven a lot y. of money straight, straight, straight up says right inside yeah, yeah i mean you can probably get your shoes in some cases like a hundred or two hundred dollars less than what i would yeah. have to pay for the same yeah. shoe in my size so yep. that's i mean a nice if i advantage. can find them on like the sneakers app or from nike I can, yeah or like something like that i can usually get them pretty reasonably priced but if i feel like stadium goods or go somewhere else and get them after the fact yeah, yeah anything you have to buy them in store you're always yeah. going to pay more yep. you're always going to pay more well, these are Jordan 4s, same colorway. You said red's your power color, yeah, so 
So I wear summer. I couldn't wear an all red shoe, but little pops of red. You know, the bulls were red and black. So the, the red and black colorway is always the most iconic. But this was Jordan's fourth shoe. These are really uncomfortable. Are they? They're so heavy. I mean, to think that oh, people yeah, used to play true. basketball in these. Yeah. I mean, the basketball shoes now are They're just so ounces. light. Yeah. This is a really heavy shoe. I couldn't imagine. I think I did play basketball in these. Not these exact ones, but this is a really heavy shoe. And I, I've had these for probably two years, and I probably only wore them like three times. Because I really like them. They don't look good with everything. Sure. But I really like this shoe. And every time I wear these, They're pe sharp looking. people take notice. Yeah. yeah. It's a really nice shoe. All right. My last one is if it were me in a shoe would be my Air Little Force animal ones. print? I tortoise Air everything. Air Force ones? Tortoise everything. The to this tortoise. Oh, it's tortoise. I That's, got you. Okay. Yeah. Tortoise, yeah. you know, kind of resembles leopard print, whatever is my As jam. As Nellie said, I get to step in my Air Force <laughs> ones. Yeah. So. I know every single word to that. You want to hear me rap a song? <laughs> yes, we do. That's the one. No. It's not happening today, but <laughs> we do give me little champs and it'll happen. But yeah. Yeah, if you want to hear me rap an entire song, that would be the one. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. I'm going to save those for last because those are my absolute favorite. I'm not going to show these ones because... They're all right. This shoe right here is really, really cool. I'm just gonna bring the whole box. No one can hear me talking probably right now. I'm gonna bring the whole box. So this is a... Those are sharp. See, it says Detroit. Yeah. So this was a collab. There was a Detroit sneakerhead. He owns a store uh, down in Detroit. I can't remember the name of it. Something Heat. But um, he did a collab with Jordan and Nike. He got, he's been working on it for years and they Neat. agreed to do it. And these actually were available on the sneakers app for a, a day only, but I actually went down to his shop in Detroit and he had one pair. Amazing. In the size, well, these are size 11. I'm really like an 11 half or 12, so they're a little tight, but I wear sneakers almost every day, sure. even when I dress up. And so some, you know, when you're 42 years old and you're trying to be respectable in a boardroom, you shouldn't probably show up with like basketball shoes, although I do it. Right. These I liked because number one, this is an homage to my home state, Michigan, Detroit. Sure. Um, and it, it kind of looks more like a like a dress shoe. So you see the cool paper's got Detroit yeah. map. But this is an Air Jordan 2. Those are sweet. Which is probably, you know, like I said earlier, one of my favorite. And it's a low top. The, the basketball shoe was a, was a mid. Sure. Um, and it looks just like this. But they, um, not mid is the way the kids say it, but the height, you know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but you can actually wear this as kind of like almost like a, a yeah, dressier dress shoe, shoe yeah, casual sure. shoe. So everything here is represented something Michigan, like the red and blue is an homage to the Pistons. Sure. This is a, the Detroit Tigers original. They always were white. They actually used to be like a cream color. Um, these like translucent, this is funny, but this translucent brown uh -huh. is actually uh, an homage to the Flint water crisis. <laughs> <laughs> so a little interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just really, really cool. Super, super uncomfortable. Probably because they're too tight on me. <laughs> sure. But I really, really like these. And they're rare. You know, not a lot of people have these. Yeah, those so are sweet. I really sweet. like those. And then last but not least, these are probably my favorites. You'll be able to tell by how much they've been worn. I think I've seen you wear those a time or two. Little pop of red yep. for you again. Um, these are called the Smoke Grays. Mm -hmm. And... This was the first pair of Jordan 1s that I ever bought. Okay. Because I was never really like a huge Jordan 1 fan. And sure. everybody seems to wear Jordan 1s. Yeah. Now I have like five or six pairs. I really like them more and more. But I like these because I like the subtle gray. You yeah. Know, I can't pull off the bright colors like you. <laughs> I don't have the bright personality. But I had a little pop of red. And I just think it's a really good looking shoe. They're sharp. Like I said, it's pretty worn because I've worn them a lot. Lots of creasing. Which, you know, people that are sneakerheads are, you know, gas gasping right yeah. now. Yeah, right, so, right. So yeah, I like it. It's a fun. Oh, the other reason I like these is for my 40th birthday, my wife had heard me. Oh, 
my wife had heard me talk about these, but she doesn't know much about sneakers. Sure. But my son said, these are the ones dad really likes. So my kids and my wife, all of them put their money together. Oh, that's so and sweet. got me these for my 40th birthday. So I really, really like those. That is sweet. So yeah, it's a fun thing to do. It's a fun little hobby. Yeah. It's Expensive. my favorite when I like randomly look at my phone and you've sent me a pair of shoes and I was like, he knows, he yeah. knows the kind of shoes that I like. <laughs> yeah. 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 When I see a pair that I'm like, oh, these are available in a size, you know, 2.3 or whatever you yeah. wear, like <laughs> that you can get these ones. So I get just excited when friends buy sneakers is when Same, I buy yeah. them, you know, it's always fun to enjoy, but it's an expensive hobby. It is an expensive so. hobby. I promised my wife I wouldn't buy any more sneakers till Christmas unless they're for the kids. So I'm trying to live Same. by that, but yeah, there was a drop today at 10. I that I really have uh, had a hard time not participating yeah. in. But, yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah. My sister's been very impressed with my self-control because between the new studio and then Christmas coming up, she's like, no more shoes. And I was like, are, are we sure? Are we sure? So <laughs> she got some for Christmas and my daughter got some for Christmas and we'll, we'll see what else happens. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your journey. Okay. All right. How you uh, became who you are today, the sure. woman that you are today. Um, so born and raised here in Michigan? Yeah, I was born in Owasso, grew up in New Lothrop. You were born here in Owasso? Mm -hmm. Did you go to school in Owasso? Nope, went to school oh. in New Lothrop. Um, okay. Hornets? Yep. Is that what they're called? Yep, New Lothrop Hornets. Um, tiny little town, but I wouldn't have it any it other is. way. I, yeah. That's where my daughter goes. I mean, we're technically out of district, but I drive her to school every day. Um, so yeah, grew up there. I did a year at SVSU, which I loved, um, and then transferred from there and then worked on and off different jobs. I worked um, full-time. Yeah, let's talk about some of the jobs. Oh, let's see. I worked at H&R Block for a minute. Really? I cannot see that. I, you had to be bored out of your mind. I, I was like the front desk, so I just scheduled stuff. And it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't fun. <laughs> you knew it wasn't the end. Yeah. Um, I worked actually here in Owasso for years. I worked for CSH Incorporated, um, my uncle's company. They're an electric motor distributor. So I worked there for a long time. And then I left there and went to a plant in Grand Blanc. I was a production control for a plant for a while. And I did that and photography full time back and forth. And then I think I hit the point where I had a wedding schedule on a Friday and I tried to take the day off and they told me no. And I'm like, listen, I'm doing you a courtesy by like <laughs> taking like asking for the day off months in advance. But yeah. you know, I don't want to have to call in, but, but I, you know, I have contract signed. So like <laughs> I, you know, I'm not going to not show up because you're just being stubborn. So at that point I realized I can't juggle. And there I was working every other weekend. So I realized I can't do it all. So that's when I, I quit there and I worked part-time for a little bit. And then I've been doing this full-time now for seven years. So, yeah. That's how long we've been doing it full-time. So yeah, pretty cool. So you said you were going to college for marketing? Yep. Marketing management. Is what did my you know in. what you wanted to do? Why did you pick marketing? You just uh, knew you want to do something creative? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Just something creative, something, I mean, I, when I was in high school, I went to Baker. I dual enrolled and I did a graphic design program at Baker and I really enjoyed that, um, which worked in my favor because when I went to SVSU, I was, I immediately got a job on campus and I was making the amount of money that they were paying me to work on campus to do like a web design job was wild, especially being a freshman in college back then when I think minimum wage was 525 or something. And you know, them hiring me in making like $14 an hour or something was just yeah. Crazy. Yeah, you, you made um, it. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I, I mean, it was just as close to something that sounded somewhat appealing as I could come up with. You know, I always think it's, it's, it's crazy. And this is unpopular probably, but we like push kids to go to college right out of high school and spend, in some cases, hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars 
when they're not even sure what they want to do. Which is why I created the clarity concept when I did. Most adults, parents have not prepared their kids to think about what's the next five years of your life look like after high school? What does 10 years look like? You know, vision planning, which I've tried to do to help my kids. Um, And then we have these kids go spend all this money, get into massive debt. They go get educated. And so many people don't even use their degree. This idea that everyone should go to college, just I don't buy it. I don't like it. Nope. You know, and there is a value to college beyond the academics. Like my sure. son, that we, you know, my son wants to work here and he, he wants to eventually take over the business sure. you know, way down the road. Um, and I told him, if you're going to work for me, like you're going to go away from home for a year, mm-hmm. somewhere far enough away where mom can't do your laundry. Correct. And you're going to grow up a little bit. You're going to pay for it yourself. And, you know, and, and we could use this help around here, but I know for him, he needs to go explore to see yep. maybe there's something else that I want, sure. you know? And, you know, the podcast is called No Easy Way Out because, you know, I don't and I don't want my kids to take the easy way out. Like, well, sure. it's easy. I'll just work for dad and right. I don't have to do my own hustle. And, sure. and I'm going to make it as hard for him as possible because I know it will help them. Yep. And uh, sometimes we make things too easy for our kids. For sure. Because, you know, we love them and we right. want them to have the things we didn't have. But the things that we didn't have made us the people we are. So it's for okay sure. sometimes for kids to go without. And yep. To struggle a little bit, and I get on these parenting rants sometimes. But. I no, I feel it. Well, and that's also why when I mean when I was here last time, we talked about the clarity concept, which after COVID happened and schools were shut down and everything else, that kind of got to the back burner. But that's a plan once the new studio is up is to turn that whole program into an online course yeah. for like juniors and seniors because it is. It's one of those things. It's like these kids have this idea in their head that we just got to go make all kinds of money. Well, I'm mm-hmm. going to do this because I'll make all kinds of money. Okay, great. But what happens when you get there and you realize that you absolutely hate it? Is it, right. is the money worth it? Yeah. Or like, what will you even do if you had a million dollars? What would you actually do with that money that you think you want so badly? Right. Like, you know, it goes back to the things that you're passionate about and the things that you can talk about for hours and the things that, you know, spark joy and the things that, you know, interest you, not the things that, you know, just sound like a good idea. The, the, yeah. That pad the bank account. Right. Because, you know, what happens is people... They say 94% of Americans hate their job. Mm-hmm. So people get in this vicious cycle. They mm-hmm. go work a job that they hate yep. to pay for the things that they think will make them happy. Right. Only to realize those things don't make Not, them right. happy. But then they have to continue to work the job they hate to pay for the things that didn't make them happy. And then they just it's stay just a vicious in this. cycle. Yeah. And so they just do it until they can retire and then mm-hmm. they go up north and, ha- you know, and it's, it's, um, so many people are unhappy, you know? Right. And, uh, so I just. And I try to encourage my kids, you know, everyone was put here for a reason. What is your purpose? What is yep. your plan? You know, obviously, um, we're very um, religious people. Sure. I hate to use the word religious, but, yeah. um, you know, we're Christian people. So, you know, part of our thing is what does God have for your life? What yeah. is his plan for your life? And trying to help them through that process. Because, man, when I was 18, I had no clue, no idea. Well, you know? and my husband's a prime example. I mean, his dad owns an HVAC company and he grew up from time he could pretty much walk helping his dad and he worked there all through high school and he went to college for economics and finance and business communications he double majored in four years at Albion to go into you know granted he graduated in 08 right before everything crashed and you know whatever um so he tried and struggled you know found jobs but he realized like I can't sit at a desk all day and went back in HVAC and he was in that industry for 10 years before he finally just transferred to something else but it's like the skill trades like yeah. they're so needed and some of these kids are not meant to work in an office like right and that's that's okay okay yeah so if, if you enjoy building houses go build right. houses right. you know if, if you enjoy manual labor like my brother-in-law um the dude loves manual labor he loves yeah. you know building things tearing things down cleaning messes up yeah. like he, and you know there's no shame in that at all mm-hmm. like, do what you, so he's happy doing what he loves and even right. though other people might 
look at your line of work and say, I wouldn't want to do that or I don't like doesn't matter. I mean, I right. think happiness is very underrated. For sure. It's funny. I had a conversation with a, one of my newborn. I was at a newborn session yesterday, and um, I went to high school with both of them. They graduated a few years below me. But we were talking about how now that we're in our 30s, we realize, like, while our career is still important, it's not the end all be all. And, like, while having certain things is important, it's not that's not what it's about anymore. Right. Like, you realize really quick, like, what things are important. Like, mm-hmm. they, they live like an hour away from family and they realize how badly they want to be back home with family because that's how much, like, that's yeah. so much more important than being close to things to do and everything mm-hmm. else. Like obviously as you change and grow, your priorities change, but kind of making kids realize that yeah, before it's too late. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you know, my happiness, my ultimate happiness is not attached to things. Correct. And it's not even attached to this thing, like right. AZ business solutions sure. or our print shop. If I lost all of this stuff tomorrow, yep. like I made a huge mistake or somebody ripped me off and it's, it's gone, I genuinely believe I would still be happy and I would just find something yeah. else to do or I would Adapt. fight for it or like my life would not be ruined. I don't, right. go to, I don't have a hard time sleeping at night because I don't worry like, well, what if it all fails or whatever? Yeah. You know, I always say I'm never going to fail because I won't quit. Right. But I just, I genuinely like, this is not what makes me happy. Right. Now I get moments of real like genuine the happiness boost, yeah yeah from the things that we do seeing a client see their dream you know yeah. of, a, of a, a new logo come true or sure. their business thriving we, we love that we get super excited about it but at the end of the day like what this business allows me to do and be with my family and be right. involved in my church those are the things that make me happy and so i think you have to determine what makes you happy right be honest with yourself not sure. what you think your parents will make your parents happy or your right. friends happy but what makes you happy can you turn that into a career? Sure. Maybe, maybe not. If you can't turn that specific thing into a career, find a job that gives you the ability to do that more often. Sure. You know? It's so. funny. This There was a thing floating around Facebook or Instagram not too long ago about how, like, why can't we normalize this instead of the hustle? And it's like, I hustle my butt off, but it's not because I necessarily want to, but it's because I want... I don't want to say I'm paying my dues, but I'm trying to build a life and build the things that I want to mm-hmm. make my life easier at some mm-hmm. point, you know, like yeah. there's the, the grind isn't forever. Like this no. isn't going to be a forever thing, but I'm going to do it while I can to set myself up later for, you know, other things. So the stigma between like, Oh, you don't have to work so hard, but you do right. like, that's right. just, that's, that, that's just the lazy mentality of like, nothing comes easy. Nothing's well, going to be given to you. It's not, I, I don't, it's yeah. just one of those one of those things that like makes me cringe yeah. because they post it and it's like, here I am hustling. But <laughs> at the same time, I love it. So it, and it works for me, but it, it's surely it's not for everybody. But at the same time, you're not going to, you're not going to get anywhere just right. sitting. And well, that's the difference between the week to week mindset sure. and the vision mindset. Sure. So like I have a vision for my life of where I want to be in the next five yep. years, where I want to be in the next 10 years. So when I have these pockets of like, okay, like right now I know, that November, December, January, February are gonna be brutal. Sure. I'm not gonna sleep a lot. I'm not gonna have downtime. I'm not gonna have a lot of you know extra free time. Sure. I'm not gonna get caught up on my favorite shows. Like none of that's gonna happen over the next four months. And I can push through that with almost ease. Yep. Because I see where it's taking me. Right. It's a push. We're 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 doing a building project. I'm coaching basketball right now for my kids, which is not an option to not do because that gives me time with those kids. Sure. It's a non-negotiable in my life. Um, And we're trying to do a bunch of expansion here at AZ. We've implemented a whole new system and 
We're trying to bring on new people. So that means like my focus is going to be kind of here, but I can see like this small pocket of just, I'm going to push, 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 yep. push. I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to get to do certain things. It's okay because I have vision. I'm not thinking about, am I going to be able to, you know, I'm not living in the week to week mindset. Like, did I do enough this week to go out on the weekend? Right. Did I do enough this week to be able to, you know, <clears> hang out <throat> with my friends right. or go out to dinner? Like my mind's not even thinking that. Right. So people have to get to a point where they, they see vision in their life. Where, yep. where are you going? Right. What's the long term? Right. It doesn't have to be 20 years down the road. No. Where are you going to be in a year? You know, sure. what do you want to be doing? Well, and that's that's my biggest thing is write down your goals. Like you need to know what you're working towards. Like you can't wish for something else and not have any clue what you're actually wishing for. Like right. if you want change, you have to do something about it. That's yep. my biggest frustration is when somebody complains about something over and over again. I'm like, well, what are you doing to change it? If you're right. not doing anything about it, I'm just I'm such a I don't say a fixer, but I'm such like a well, this is an issue. Then do say right. something to somebody do, do something about it like right. why don't are we just sitting on it yeah don't exactly be a victim. and and with work with you know relationships with anything like you you can't just sit back and expect things to fix themselves or change themselves like it's it's a continuous work in progress type situation you get out what you put into anything a- absolutely anything so absolutely. If, you, if you put minimal effort into it you're going to get minimal back right you know and so again for me and, and this is one of the things like i said i try to help my kids with and young people is get that vision for yeah. your life. Where do you want to go? And again, for our, our lives, it's where does God want me to be? Where, yeah. where, where is he leading me? Uh, there's a verse in the Bible I love that says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Meaning like you can't make it without, you, you, yeah. you can't get to the next step. And so um, really sitting down and thinking about what's next mm-hmm. and it will change. For sure. And that's all right. Be adaptable. Yep. You know, what I wanted today is probably not exactly what I wrote down five years ago, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is. A lot of it's sure. had to change it. You learn new things, you yeah. grow up, you, you fail, you mess up. Opportunities come up that you don't expect. It, exactly. Sure. And so you adapt to it, but the, the vision, you know, kind of stays the same. So, well, I'm certain over, you know, 12 years of business, mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur, seven years of doing it on your own, this is your, your, your this is your income. This is yeah. your, your career. Um, I'm certain you've picked up some things along the way that, you know, would help people. We, you know, we said that the, you said earlier something, the average tenure of a photographer is four yeah. to five years yeah you know they say 50 percent of businesses fail when i hear that i hear 50 percent of businesses succeed yeah um but you know certainly you've probably picked up some things that might help someone that maybe they're doing a business and they're thinking about you know hanging it up maybe they're thinking about starting a business maybe they're in the middle of it and they're having a hard time what are some things you think that would help people in those situations i feel like my word of the year going into next year because there's always like one word that like sticks with me each year but it's experience creating an experience for people because you can go anywhere and get your photos taken you can go anywhere and you know have somebody make you a website but what does that experience look like for you what do you want that to be what do you want your clients to remember about them coming to shop with you or coming to you for a service or whatever it's it's creating an experience that will make them want to come back for whatever it is. And that's been a big thing for me that I've really been focusing on for my wedding clients for next year. And, you know, with the new studio coming and, you know, all of my clients in general is how can I make their experience better? Because I'm already on to next year and what next year is going to look like. I'm, you were talking about, you know, knowing that the next four or five months is going to be crazy. I'm right in the middle of that nearing the end. Like that's a few more weeks and then I can, breathe for a second as right. Christmas gets close and kind of, I don't really have a slow season anymore like I used to, but it's not 
as chaotic, which was the plan with the studio, you know, hopefully being completed in February so we can get it open. So that way by next summer it's up running and we can start implementing new things, but it's, it's creating experience. Like that's a big thing is creating an experience for people. Excellent. Excellent advice. So in, in your opinion, I know we've talked a little bit about this, but what do you think it is? Some of the key factors or maybe a key factor you've identified that sets successful people apart from unsuccessful and, and you know, everyone's definition of success is different. Sure. To me, success does not mean how much money you have in your right. bank account. Um, I think you have to define individually what sure. success is to you. I'm certain that my definition, definition of success is way different than a lot of people's. Sure. But obviously there is a measure of businesses that succeed and businesses that fail. Yeah. What do you think are some of the factors that, you know, are the difference between? I think people? mindset is huge. I think that if you get out of bed every day and are like, oh, I have to go to work, you're going to hate every, I mean, sure you have days where you don't want to get out of bed, but if you are, if your mindset sucks about life in general, it's nothing is going to be better. Right. Like you, you have to have the right mindset going into it. And you have to also be able to talk yourself out of those bad days because they're going to be there. But it, like, like we talked about before, it can't, you yeah. can't let that creep in. Right. Uh, can you have a bad day? Yes. Can you feel all those bad feelings? Absolutely. Don't, you know, don't discount those feelings that you're feeling, but also you have to know how to talk yourself through and be able to push yourself through because not every day is a cakewalk. Not every know? day is a cakewalk. No. Get your mind right. Absolutely. Right. It, it is a mindset. You know, a lot of it's mental. Yeah. A lot of it is mental. Yeah. People, you know, we just started doing basketball and, you know, I have a gentleman that's coaching with me that played college ball, knows the game in and out. Sure. Probably way better than I do as far as the X's and O's of the game. Sure. But I understand like the psychology of teenage boys and how mm -hmm. to get the most out of them. Yeah. And my first two weeks of practice is very little to do with actual basketball skill. Yeah. And it's breaking them down to understand that they can do more than they realize. They can right. run more than they thought they could. They can do more push-ups than they yep. thought they could. They can, you know, go another lap. I mean, just all the things that we're doing is just trying to change their mindset to realize, right. okay, we want to cut down the nets at the end of the year. That's the goal. But if we're ever going to get there, we got to have this, this internal battle with ourselves that yep. we say, you know what? I thought I was tired and I want to, but I got a little bit more in me. Sure. And I think a lot of people fail because they just, they get to that part where it gets hard or difficult and they're like, I can't go anymore. I gave right. it all that I had. And I think I heard a quote that someone said, most people don't realize how close to success they were when they quit. For sure. Because that little extra push sometimes it was, it was, it was enough oh, to just get you over the yep. hill. And then it's like you start getting momentum and you're just like yep. rolling down and I can't keep up with this thing. And right. So it's, I think all that started for me. I, I ran cross country in high school and our coaches were phenomenal. And we would do a cross country camp in the summer and we would start that camp out and we could all barely run a mile. And by the time the end of that week rolled by, we were running seven, eight, nine miles. Yeah. <clears throat> no problem. And it's like it, it wasn't a matter of if our bodies were capable because they absolutely clearly were. But it was a matter of. Could we mentally get ourselves to that point when we started out thinking like there's no way we're gonna be able to finish a mile at the beginning of this and right. by the end of the week we're like hey let's go on the crim you know it's one of the things i love about sports is because you know it's just a game at the mm -hmm. end of the day it's not life but there are so many life lessons Absolutely. that can be learned if sports is in its proper perspective sure. you know, it can certainly be out of balance there are coaches that take it way too far sure. and you know make it life there are players that take it too far but you know, it can be uh, utilized as such a great tool to teach life lessons of teamwork, fighting for a bigger cause, pushing yourself to do more, sure. giving your all, not quitting, all of those things. And so that's the part I love about coaching. 
and it's created some of the best memories I've ever had with my my boys and and I'm actually now helping coach my girls team this year oh, fun. which is the first time I've ever coached girls and it is different oh like it's if, a whole different world if boys cry in my practice like <laughs> we publicly shame them and make them run and humiliate them and call them mama's boys and like it's it's like they're more afraid that's, to cry. They'll fight back the that's, tears. That's motivation for them. Right. They'll anything. fight back the tears just to not get the public humiliation. Yeah. People Girls might say so that's much. insensitive, but that's good for a boy. Uh-huh. Uh, there's reasons to cry, but because you ran too many laps is not yeah. a reason to cry. Yeah. But girls, like, I mean, I've had in two weeks, we've had a dozen girls cry. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what? what are you crying about? Yeah. They, they, they get to that point where, like, they can't run anymore. And instead of, like, just stopping, they just start crying. Uh-huh. And they, but they still keep going. Or they, they miss five or six them. shots, and then they yeah. just start crying. And it's like, so I'm the head coach, he's like, just let, let it pass. Don't draw attention to it. Yep. Let her work it out. She's yep. not quitting. She's still going. There's tears. But she, I'm like, all right, I'm, so I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> it is definitely a different experience, and I don't know if I'm built for it, honestly, because, like, I'm just, like, ready to go run a lap like you know but it's a whole different world okay so we have this segment here do you have your phone i do i'm gonna send you a picture okay it's called explain that post oh boy and i'll tell you you are a photographer so you don't have like pictures on your your social medias like we we did a deep deep dive like look through your social media trying to find like something incriminating of me and you just yeah it's just not there like there's just you, you, you know, you always, you text Haley. You always got the right lighting. You always got the right, you know, so we couldn't find a lot of incriminating posts, but I have a couple here that I wanted to share that I thought just need a little more context. So this picture right here, um, this shows up, <laughs> this shows up like, like, like every third post is this room. Maybe not that For a much, hot minute. Yeah. For like a- this room shows up on your feed with different angles and different things. Uh, a lot, and mm-hmm. there's always different captions. Some of them are something about, it's just a quote. Some of them are about the room. Sure. What is this room, and why is it so important to you? This is my plant room. Uh, this room it is very green. brought me, this is what got me through COVID. Um, I mean, I'd had plants before, but this room on the front of our house is like a greenhouse room. It's got the greenhouse windows. And when we first moved in, it was like a playroom. It was my office for a minute. It was literally a catch-all where it caught all the things. And then COVID happened, and I was like, you know what? It's time to like put my energy somewhere else besides sitting on this couch and just staring at the TV. So it became a whole thing. And I plants have just, they bring me so much joy. It's fun to like watch things grow and watch things evolve. And looking at this picture, which I don't even know this had to have been from maybe end of last summer. Yeah, I went way because back. Looking I'm at, thinking like if I can find the old, old stuff. Yeah. You got a lot of stuff on this. Oh, so yeah. I, I got, I stopped, I, I, by the time I got to like 2018, I'm like, I'm not going any deeper. <laughs> We're going to look at this, the rooms here. Tell me about yeah. the room. Yeah. So that's, that's my plant room. It's, I, I read in there. I actually get ready in there now because with my husband, his work schedule, I get ready and uh, so I'm not waking him up and oh boy. All right. Well, I have this one too. So this one has the caption, bringing back the trend I never wanted to leave. You got the big old bell, bell bottoms, bottoms there. Yeah. And this was like... You're looking like you're second right out of Saturday Night Fever. And the funny thing is, is this is from what, a year or two ago? I so don't... Well, let's see if there's a date on it. I don't see it. Flares yeah. are... I mean... They're coming back. They are. Well, yeah, they're back now, but this was like... This was before. I you, remember you, when so I wore you, them. You were he, a part of bringing it back. Yeah, Haley take was like, credit. please take them off. I was like, I never will. I will wear them... <laughs> However, I do remember the most annoying part of them is now with this type of like this season is 
the bottoms of the pants getting yeah. soaking wet and yeah. you know oh, yeah. that whole thing but well my yeah. son isaiah who you're gonna do a senior pictures here soon yeah um he hates bell bottoms like <laughs> men or women and i said yeah. son they will come back they no will. way that will yeah. never come back oh, yeah. i'm like they've come back like three times they yeah. will come back so yep. maybe when you do it you gotta do some maybe yep. these these specific bell bottoms uh, i have i have a about a dozen of them so I, I can make sure that that happens yeah so all right so we have two more segments in the show one is called say it in 60. We're okay gonna do that now then we're gonna move on to our whisper challenge which is everybody's favorite i have thing. no idea what that is but okay uh, you haven't seen the whisper challenge I haven't seen the whisper okay challenge. so we'll tell you all about that but right now we're gonna do the explain that or we're gonna i'm sorry we're gonna do the say it in 60 where we take this last one minute uh, we're going to give you 10 rapid-fire questions to okay. try to draw out the last ounces of wisdom that oh are boy. in that brain of Nicole Genro. And uh, if you win, if you get all the questions right in 60 seconds, then that's it. You just win. I just and win. if you lose, okay. then you just, you're just a loser. I'm, a loser. I'm sorry. That's, that's but, fine, uh, too. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, you go home with you know clean shoes. How about that? For the win. Um, <laughs> and then it um, doesn't matter what you say because they're your answers. You sure. just got to get them in 60 seconds. So these guys have a timer. Are we ready? 60 seconds. Okay. Timer starts now. What is a must-read book? Uh, when We Were Mermaids. What is a daily habit everyone should do? Gratitude. What is your favorite podcast? This one. Or Ghost in the Burbs, but it's between the two. There's a close tie. Yes, yes. Michigan or Michigan State? Michigan. What is your why? My family. Apple or Android? Apple. Favorite <clears throat> quote? Oh, the serenity prayer. Right? You know it? Yeah, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. You and Carl Mankey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is a must-binge TV series? Uh, the Kingdom. Not that 70s show? I mean... How much time we got? 20 seconds. 20 seconds to tell our audience, what is success to you? <sighs> Creating the life that brings me happiness and joy and can still provide for my family, but still being able to spend quality time with them. Like That's my version of success. Awesome. With 10 seconds Yay. to spare, Nicole oh. General is the I winner can, today. I can talk fast. All right, so it's now <laughs> we are going to move on to our Whisper Challenge. Okay. Okay. We got this idea from The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. We've okay. been doing this with I all of Jimmy our guests. Fallon. It's fun. So we're going to put a set of headphones on you. We're oh going to go back and forth. We're going to blare some music. Okay. I'm assuming probably some Miranda Lambert because <laughs> that's what you said. Um, and then I'm going to say a phrase. Okay. And you got to try to guess what I'm saying. Oh boy. And then we're going to switch and you're going to say the phrase and you got to guess what I'm saying. We'll do this okay. two or three times. And really it's just about making fun content. That's all sure. it is. So we'll have fun with that. Are we ready, gentlemen? Okay. So how does this work now? What am I doing? So, um, we'll give you the headphones first. Okay. You'll, you're going to, I'm going to say a phrase to you. Okay. Right. Why you have the headphones on. So he's going to blare the music on. Hold on. And then you gotta you gotta guess what I'm saying. Oh boy. <laughs> Crank those babies loud, Zach. I don't like this. <laughs> is, is the music playing? Is the music playing? Oh, is the music playing? Yes? Okay. Is the music playing? Okay. Okay. Alright, can you hear me? Okay. I got nothing. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Ready? Corey and Topanga. One more time. Ori and Topanga. I got nothing. Huh. My ADHD, ADHD brain can't handle this. <laughs> One more time. Corey. Co Corey. Corey. 
and Topanga. Topanga. <laughs> no guess? I got nothing. I got nothing. Last one. One more time. Corey and Topanga. <laughs> Congratulations, Corey and Topanga. Yeah. <laughs> I showed her the answer because she had no guesses. All right. Had, that, my, my brain could not. Whoo. Too many things happening? Yeah. Overstimulation. All right. Let's see what Zach's got for me. Oh yeah, no, I couldn't. Even, I couldn't even like focus to read his lips. I was just so. <laughs> California dreaming. Everything big happens on the twenty third. He's got nothing. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh. Okay, we'll do the other one. Photography is totally awesome. <laughs> oh. Oh. Wear sneakers every day. It's a long phrase. <laughs> How many words? How many words? Four words. Four words. Wear. Winter. Sneakers. Sears. Every. Every. Day. Day. Something every day. <laughs> Wear sneakers every Winter. Day. Wear. Wear. Um, we are. We are. We're. Where? 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 Yes. Where? Where? Every day. Wear sneakers every day. Yay! Oh, man. That was that Little Dr. Brutal. Dre. Yeah, Dude, that, those are way better. Those headphones are way better. We were using the wired ones. We got these for this because they're actually noise canceling. Yeah, they are. It is hard. I think this is good. Let me see. I'll compare the two. And we can do three rounds. No, we can't. My brain can't handle. My brain can't handle that. All right, I'm gonna do a version of this one. Go ahead and throw <coughs> the headphones on. Oh boy. California knows how to party. You gotta play the Nelly song. What a song. Air Force Ones. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good. Sneaker heads. How many words? Two words, okay. I can hear Miranda Lambert, okay. I can hear something. Two words, okay. Sneaker heads. One more time. Sneaker, sneaker heads. Sneaker head. Yeah, all right. Oh my God. Oh, it's just the sneaker heads in the building, but I knew she wouldn't, no she wouldn't get the whole phrase. I can't, I can't lip read to save my life. All right. This one again. <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> little air guitar? Yeah. Are you ready? Four words. Four words. Man, the long phrases today. Yeah. Photography. Oh, photo oh charades. Photography. <laughs> is. Photography. Is. Is. is totally. Solely. Close enough. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, do it again. Photography is solely. Totally. Solely. Totally. Awesome. Solely. Is solely right? No. No, okay. <laughs> Photography is. I wish they understood how loud he is. Totally. Tony? Closer. Photography is Tony? That can't be right. 
Totally. To totally. Um, how do I... Photography is... Totally Totally awesome. awesome. Photography is totally awesome. There we go. <laughs> you got one more in you? No. That's it? All right. No. All right. Well, Nicole, thank you for being a sport on that. Oh my gosh, you're welcome. Uh, you know, we'll play some Air Force Ones for you on another, there, another there we go. episode. Next time, yeah. But before we go, okay. I want to have you look into that camera. Mm -hmm. Tell our audience where they can find Nicole Gendro, where they can find Details and Daydreams, what you have to offer, and plug away. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Details and Daydreams, um, detailsanddaydreams.com, which we'll probably be changing at some point, but that's for another day. Um, on Instagram at Details and Daydreams, my personal shenanigans at Nick Genro. Email me, text me, call me, whatever's easiest. Those are the digits. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. It was fun. so much fun. Thanks for sharing your sneakers with us. Thank thanks you for, for cleaning my sneakers. <laughs> uh, thank you to your husband, AJ, for saving her from the 20-foot fall. Yeah. Yes, we wouldn't be here today without nope. him. So, And uh, thank you all for watching. As my mother always said, you can't and never could until you tried. So go out there and try something great, my friends, and don't take the easy way out. We'll see you next time.